Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to get back to the truck race, and we're yeah. going to get back to those predictions. We have we have a last-minute addition, largely because I ambushed him in the fan zone a little bit earlier today. Chip Weil is the president of Daytona International Speedway. He joins us live here in the UNOH fan zone at SpeedWeekRadio.com. Good afternoon, sir. I just saw Julie Geezy on. You don't you don't need me, man. You got the. You, I was you, just thinking the same thing. <laughs> and I'm out. That's right. Don't yeah. feed him straight lines. Oh, really. no, 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 Willis. Willis likes that. He, he needs that content. I never yeah, put it on the tee for me every day. Yeah, that's what we do around here. Well, uh, you, you you know this is a working guy because he's got the walkie-talkie on the belt. Oh here. yeah, yeah. My my walkie-talkie only works one way. Oh, really? Outbound communication. Great. I like that. No, yeah. it's uh, it's been a great week down here. Obviously, our team has they put so much into this weekend and and. And for us to see all of our hard work or their hard work pay off is is really rewarding. And I, I have to continue to remind them, you know, you're part of a very elite group that that gets to that gets to to put on one of the biggest events in the world. And you need to make sure you're taking time to enjoy it. You know, I know there's a lot of things that are happening, and you got to make sure you get you know check the boxes, make sure the list gets done. But take a second or two and uh, and look around and enjoy all your hard work. And I'd say that about. Godwin and Ken, you know, you guys have been such incredible supporters of the racetrack for 20-plus years. Um, we're very blessed to have you both and, and as part of this community, but but more importantly, part of our Speedway family. And you uh, you always do right by us, and we really appreciate that. When you came down here as a as to help when you were at Darlington, <laughs> and you were part of the I, at ISC family, yeah. so you came in, you come in like all the workers at the other tracks, yeah. the presidents, whatever. Yeah. You're given a you know you're given something to do. Yeah. And but it's nothing. And when you were on the outside looking in and seeing what your predecessor, what he went through, what he did, and all of his lieutenants, and you just see this massive machine moving on race day. I, I'm assuming. I don't want to feed you an answer, but I'm assuming that you knew it was a massive undertaking. But really, until you're in the belly of the beast, you don't really understand how massive. I would assume, right? Yeah, there's nothing that you can do to prepare for this job. Uh, I mean, there's no, there, there really isn't. If you can, you can experience being a track president at a racetrack. You can, you know, you know the ins and outs of the garage, but but the things that you have to do and and the the the, the difference in this job and any other job in our business is is significant. And I wasn't prepared for that. I don't think any you can't prepare for it. But like that's why Julie Gacy is going to is going to be an incredible leader out at at Autoclair at uh, uh, ISM. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the, you know, the, because because she she's she's been in this role and understands what it takes, and she's done it from so many different uh, different angles. I I, uh, I I when she got that job, I was so thrilled because yeah. everybody in the company knows what an incredible asset she is to us, and there and and she's going to she's going to kick ass. Yeah. How many different places are you on Daytona 500? Where? How many different places? <laughs> like from from the time the green flag drops yeah. until the checkered flag, 
how many different locations are you physically in during those three or three to four hours? Yeah, so last year I, I think I, I walked 38,000 steps on Daytona 500. <laughs> 38,000. So I'll get up tomorrow morning. I guess we were doing some media before the gates open. Um, and then uh, I, I, Joey always did this, so I felt like I, it's something I should do, and I, it's become a tradition. Sean Belgrade and I walk out and welcome the first guests into the stadium right at 9 o'clock. Uh, and then from there, you know, you're you're wide open, walking the midway, talking to fans, meeting with partners, doing the drivers' meeting, Do you doing see pre-race. Any of the race at all? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you you know, it's uh, what, what I always say when the race gets going, our job is to make sure that our sponsors or our partners and and the fans are having a good time. And you know, NASCAR is really good at at making the race cars look good and and putting on a great race. So. Um, I, you know, last year we always end in the 500 club because we're all in there waiting for victory lane, and you watch the last like five laps. That's probably the only five laps you see all day. Do you, <laughs> well, not, do you, you know, do, hey, do y'all watch a race like from the media center? Absolutely, do you watch it? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. sitting. In, I know you got to write about well, it, but for I'm years a, we Goblin goes upstairs. He's in the press box upstairs, so he watches the race. I watch <laughs> the race. Yeah. I want to see the Daytona 500 from uh, not on a flat screen, but in person. So I. I purposely, I make sure, and I tell everybody at the News Journal, I'm upstairs for the Daytona 500, regardless. And uh, even if there wasn't a press box, I'd be up there because I, I want to see what happens. I just really, the there roof. is. You know, I used to be up there with them every up until a few years ago, but the, we had we went through a string there. We went through a weird string of years there where stuff was happening down here, and you needed yeah. to be here. And if you're up there, you can't be down here. And and there are times when you're up there and you really need to be down here and you can't, can't get do it. There from here. There's never a time when you're down here working and you go, boy, I really need to be up in the I press really box. need to be yeah. in the press box. Yeah, there's right. never a time. Son of a gun. So I, starting a few years ago, I started to say, I'm staying here. And I got one little place up there in that part of the fan deck on that garage, right up those stairs on the north side of the fan deck. At the south side. Where you could. <laughs> I meant the, the reverse north. <laughs> I, just add that I, to my list. Sorry, that was, Mark, that was that too to easy. You know I, I, love the, I love the north side. <laughs> Listen, that just adds to my list this week. It's growing. So, anyway, up there on that north by northwest south side, you've got a great view of this Jumbotron, and you, you lose the cars for a little bit coming off turn four. But from that part over there, you can see more of the track than any other part on the fan deck. How much research did this take for you to find this place? Believe me, it wasn't research. (laughs) You're talking to me. It was trial and error. And and one time I came out, and that was the closest place for the media center. I went up there, and I went, whoa. I can see everything except from turn four to almost near the start-finish line. Hey, hey Godwin, how much can you see? (laughs) You know, I catch him at the start-finish line. I see him go into one. Yeah. They go through the um, the west banking. Yeah. They get the three. That's west. They, <laughs> they go down. Yeah. Hey, then they go east. Right? Then they go east. They go what is it? Thirty five hundred feet. Yeah. Thirty five hundred like feet. They 3, get 000. to turn three. They get into the east banking, and then they come off of four. And going they, back west. Yeah. <laughs> so the only time you can't see them is when lunch is served. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I do miss that. I do miss well, being miss able to lunch? watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did for this. Oh, but yeah, I do miss being able to see the whole track. Now, when I first started coming out here to the press box, the yeah. press box was actually just like a row above the t- the very top row of the original grandstand. And if something big happened, everybody would stand in front of us 
out in front of the press box. Or the you know the people, the spectators. So you couldn't see anything. <laughs> you're, in the, you're yelling at them, sit down. Well, good yeah. thing is nothing big ever happened. <laughs> so, so Chip, hit us with with a few numbers. Uh, Daytona International Speedway. How many acres is this piece of property? Uh, it's like five, over 500. I think 300 continuous here, and then we got out parcels uh, over uh, off LPGA, and then obviously over uh, off Bellevue Extension for parking. Um, yeah, it's a massive place. It's it's uh it, it's amazing to see you know how much rain we got a couple of weeks ago. Um, I I was concerned. Andrew Gertis, our senior vice president of of operations, was concerned just about getting it back. You know, it has to look perfect when 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 we run the Daytona 500. But man, they've done an incredible job. The place looks place looks really really good. Um, you know, the Paul Bender and the team up in the venue they've done an incredible job continuing to figure this out. You know, when you open this place. We've never built anything like this, so you, it takes a little bit of education to figure out. Okay, we got to do this when, and we're really good at operating grandstands. We know, all right, you know, in, in October we're going to drain it all down. We're going to make sure we're buttoning up the seats and we're going to let it ride. You know, this is a living, breathing thing in here, uh, this building, and so it takes constant care. I mean, there's 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 something wrong or that you need to fix. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's like, 365 days. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like Willis, man. It's like there's always something you can do better, right, Willis? We need a Willis Rising project. <laughs> I, you know, people around town, you'll, walk, you'll be in the area and you'll hear, a, you know, months after a race, a month before the next race, and you'll hear race the car. unmistakable sound of a race car going around the track. And I ha- I'll have people go, what in the world? And there's this belief that people think there's only two or three events here a year yeah. where they're using this track two or three times a year. But – a little bit like Churchill Downs. I mean, they're there. They're doing. They have programs there year round. Now you're not running. You know, you're not running every day like Churchill Downs. But I think people, and you can educate us on this a little bit, are shocked or would be shocked at just how many different things are going on here, all throughout the calendar. How many event days do you think we have here? Uh, 370 a year. Is that too <laughs> many? Now I would say no. I'm going from all right. I'm going. You got you got your Rolex test. And then race weekend in January. Yeah. You got speed weeks in February. You got the cycle weeks in March. Uh, and far as I'm concerned, you're going to correct me, but as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you're dark until the July NASCAR weekend, and then you're dark again until the Biketober the Biketober events in October. Then dark until go kart week between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, what I miss about a hundred things. Yeah, you're way <laughs> off. <laughs> we have three hundred and like a three hundred and ten event days a year. Ugh. Wow. So everything, but now we count an event day as any time we have get any non-DIS workers on the property. So you know, one one day we could have five or six events happening. We could have a boat show in Lot One. We could have a prom in the Five Hundred Club. We could have a you know a rehearsal dinner in the Rolex Lounge. We could have somebody on the racetrack, all all the same time. There's cars on the track a lot more too than yeah, people there, think. Yeah, there's actually uh, there's not an open uh, weekend date for 2019 not a single open event weekend date when now we have to mark off for you know track prep for the for the races and um, a couple of other things but outside of those four or five weekends the the racetrack is rented or it's being used which is what we need i mean you know you you need to use the place and um, it's pretty remarkable to see how we continue to grow that schedule fill us in tell us something uh, that you're not supposed to tell us regarding say the flat track outside the 
That is the yeah. West Banking yes, uh, that you guys use originally. <laughs> cycles, you know, yeah. you, have to, you use that for yeah. the dirt track for Cycle Week. Uh, like that thing, I always get the feeling that that thing could possibly be put to more use than what it's used for. Anything in the future, eyeballing anything, any use for that thing other uh, than that? Yeah. Or is that all it's made for? You know, I, I, here, here's here's the balance that we have to play here, Willis. It's uh, This isn't a weekly racing series of venue. It's not what it's for. Right. Right? So, you know, in order to do something out there, you would need to do it. You would need to scale it and make it the biggest. Um, and it, it, that's hard to do with that little racetrack. Now, it's a really nice flat track. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, is there an opportunity for us to do a big, um, you know, karting something or other out there? I think with the, um, with the flat track folks, with the new bikes, they can't, they can't run there. It's too short. Yeah. And that's why we're, that's why we're changing it. Did you all see, uh, you know, the flat track group is running now inside the oval. And, right, uh, right. We announced yeah, the yeah. new track. It's actually going to be on the banking. Yeah, they're, uh, and right here on the front stretch, yeah. they're going to be half on dirt and half on the asphalt going across what could, the What could go line. wrong? <laughs> we don't. Nothing. Why did you Absolutely. say that? No, Absolutely just, nothing. So, so wait a second. We're going to call it the half asphalt track. <laughs> there you go. Mark that down. Marketing genius <laughs> right here. Thank you. That's Thank what you're here that's for. That's what I'm here for. Now, now we're stumbled upon it. A couple yeah. of quick uh, numbers from you, Chip, uh, if you could. How many employees are working this weekend here? Uh, about 6,000. 6,000? That includes everybody. That includes all of our staff, all of our guest services folks all of the law enforcement and uh, federal resource we get uh, all of our security all of our americrown employees all of our um, isc uh, folks and then all the obviously the folks we bring in from other racetracks yeah about between 5500 and 6000 will be here tomorrow and the thing that struck me as i was driving down the boulevard if i were in the top row of of the grandstands over there how high above the ground am i uh, I, you know what? So when when I was down here in 2015, uh, as we were starting to open it, you know, Joey had us all come down, Joey Chibwood. And uh, I remember during the clash, which at the time was on Saturday night, I went to the very top of the west. <laughs> the west. <laughs> the west side. <laughs> yeah, the other way, Willis. Uh, the, <laughs> the other side of uh, the, the highest row. I uh, haven't been back. It, it was. It, it made oh, me. Really? Yeah, I, I, I don't love heights. Uh, I mean, I spend a lot. Of, yeah, I spend a lot of time in the venue uh, during the weekends. You know, I'm out here every weekend from January 1st through into Bike Week, and uh, every day I do a walk through of the stadium and, and look around, and um, I'll, I'll get to about halfway up. But I mean, you can see the ocean from there. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's a long way, and I can tell you, if you're a motorsports fan and you want the best seat in the house, that's where you want to go. But just make sure that you you, you ain't scared of heights. <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable. I was, like, holding the seat in front of me, trying to grab that person. It's a long way up there. But the other cool thing Which is really it's got, a long way down. Yeah, it's a long way. Thank you again, Willis. Uh, I think you know, the, the most steps you have to walk in the venue to get to the highest level is, like, 32 steps. So not, not, a, bad, not a bad ride. Now, a now, lot of escalators over now, there. Now, escalators. now, Joey. Are you all having fun this weekend? Have you all had fun? No, absolutely. What's been your favorite part? He's starting in a production of West Side Story. Why but, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think this is actually. I was telling. I was telling uh, Rob, the producer. I said, "Yeah, this is the highlight of my day every day so far. It's sitting great. here, 
Because I don't have a laptop in front of me. I don't have to, We're, you know. Will and I are thinking about getting into radio now. <laughs> You're really you good know, at it. You're really you good get, at it. You get yeah. tired of, I mean, you get tired of typing, for God's sake. I know. Well, no, you I, guys, just, I can talk all day long. We know, Willis. We know. <laughs> and all night. <laughs> <laughs> we will remind everybody of the Daytona uh, Motor Miles podcast. Check yeah, it out wherever you find yeah, your podcast. Yeah. Godwin, the final word? The final word is... Looks uh, like rain. How about that? <laughs> Kidding. I just see one cloud. I am going to, I'm going to come across this table. I wouldn't have said that if you were sitting next to me. <laughs> All it is, it's a shade cloud. I can tell you. You'd live here it's long enough, you can the tell west, the difference. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, the guy, the guy that's pointing to the east saying it's coming from the west. So we're, he's now a meteorologist as well. We're really excited about and that. And a weatherman. Godwin? <laughs> so, uh, so what do you... Tomorrow's a big day. The biggest day. Tomorrow's the biggest day on the planet. <laughs> it's all happening here in Daytona Beach. Yeah. At Daytona International Speedway. Yes, sir. What's, what What do you think? How do you envision the day going tomorrow? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a magical day here. We got a lot of really incredible uh, celebrities and sports heroes coming in. We got Jake Owen. We have Ken Willis. I mean, everything that we have is shaping up to be one of the biggest uh, Daytona 500 in our history. In fact, this morning I texted JJ Watt, and I sent him some com- uh, some some samples of commands because you gotta you, you can't under deliver sure. on that. Yeah, John and, Travolta and his, had the best. Yeah, yeah his response on. was, uh, "Hold on, I got to read it because it was that good." <laughs> he he said, uh, "Here it is." He said, "Oh, I've already done my research, brother. I've seen them all." So he's like he's ready. Yeah. Like he knows but he's got to over deliver. My, my two favorite gentlemen start your engines from the Grand Marshal was uh, John Travolta yeah. was classic, but uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas with that booming James Earl Jones <laughs> voice of his was just. Have you seen his? Look, yeah. find that one if you can find it. it. Was it was beautiful? I mean, it was oh god, man, it really was. It was like James Earl Jones giving the starting command. Yeah, it was like the voice of God. Yeah, it, yeah. that was a good one. So well. yeah, but we'll see what he does. There's as long as they, you know, just say the words. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> what? it's hard to mess that up. You're hey, hard. At one point, we were talking about Bill Belichick as it, and, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be like, gentlemen, start your engines. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Could you see that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ah, start your engines. Do your job. Do your job. Like with his hoodie on. With his hoodie on. He's like, just. how many people have done a Belichick impression on this just. program? This week? been a few of them. Yeah. Because yeah, you got Edelman. We were talking about that. Yeah, Edelman's coming. Yeah, yeah he, he's going to wave the green flag. Yeah, but you you got to get like I I didn't give Dale Earnhardt Jr. any like tips last year, and I was a little, I won't say nervous. Like he, he's the man, but. He delivered it. Like, oh, yeah. He, nobody was You're expecting right. that. Right. Nobody yeah. was You're expecting right. that. I remember Richard Petty's last race here when they let him do the starting command from his car. And it was something like, all right, guys, crank them up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfect for the king. Yeah, absolutely. Only the king can do that. Too, you know? that been, been, they probably would have been, like, thrown out. That's right. If the king does it that way, everybody should probably start that's, doing it that way. <laughs> Chip uh, Wild, president yeah. of Daytona International Speedway, I know you shoehorned us into your schedule because I kind of ambushed you a little earlier today. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a good day. I'm a little worried that you don't have anything else to be doing. <laughs> Daytona Speed Week Radio presented by Advent Health. We are live from the UNOH Fan Zone. And wherever you are all across America listening to us, we do appreciate it. It is 15 minutes past the top of the hour. And our roving reporter, Nitro Nikki Ross, brought to you by Daytona State College. Let's check in right now with Nitro Nikki. 
just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.